Is it too late now to say sorry? Episode 23 of The Angry Dinosaur, Kate here. It's been a while since I treated you to the singing. Um, Don't get used to it. I won't make it a regular feature, don't worry. Another real and raw episode coming up um, as I look at mental breakdowns. Firstly, what is a mental breakdown? We're all guilty of not always being the best version of ourselves, I think. Um, You know, of letting our emotions get the better of us. But a breakdown isn't that. It's, It's much, much more than that. It's an extreme period of emotional distress... Um, that impacts our ability to to perform our day-to-day activities. Having been through a couple, I can safely say that I wouldn't wish them on anybody, um, not even my my worst enemy. I I wouldn't want anyone to, to have to go through that. So let's turn back time. I'm not going to sing again. It was very tempting, but I won't do that. So let's turn back to um, July, August time of, of last year. And I had what was probably the the worst breakdown I've I've ever had. Um, You know, I've I've discussed this in in previous episodes, but looking back now, I can laugh at some of my behaviours. And and maybe that's not appropriate to do that, but they were so erratic and, and so bizarre. And I can laugh now because I'm in a much, much better place. I remember hiding in a bush at one point because I, I was convinced that somebody was after me. I remember getting in the bath, completely fully clothed, um, just sitting in the bath. And all of this at the time felt <laughs> felt like an, a normal thing to be doing. And, and obviously looking back now, it, it really isn't. Um, I, I literally begged somebody to stay in my life that I knew didn't really want to be there. And... I actually knew that they were detrimental to my well-being and that, you know, they, they'd betrayed me almost. Um, I'd hit rock bottom. I was so physically, emotionally and mentally drained. And I guess, to me, that's the, the true definition and meaning of exhaustion. I, I was exhausted. I'd somehow managed to, to keep going. Um, I was going to work and I was functioning to, to a certain degree. Granted, I, I probably wasn't performing well. I couldn't have been. Um, but I was just trying to to push through. And I was just trying to, to go about my, my day-to-day life. Um, at the peak of it, and after being almost backed into a corner, I took myself off to hospital and, and began to get the help that I, I needed. The... Lobster had actually convinced me that I was going to get sectioned and I was absolutely petrified. I, I thought that I was thought I was crazy. I thought I was absolutely crazy and that they were just going to lock me away and that was going to be it. And I was embarrassed, I was scared, I was ashamed. I was... All of these emotions, you know, and I didn't know how to deal with any of that. I didn't know how to express any of what I was feeling. It, it was overwhelming completely completely overwhelming um and looking back now I think she she may have actually amplified my my thoughts and feelings and and almost played on my my vulnerability a little bit as, as she'd met somebody else and she wanted me out of the house and it's a pretty shitty thing to do <laughs> if I'm honest 
Um, but in hindsight, I wouldn't have wanted to be with that version of me either. So I, I get it. I guess when you're in that place and you're struggling to the degree that I was, it's so difficult to see anything clearly. As I said, I had so many emotions that were clouding my judgment and I I couldn't think of anything, let alone anybody else. And the reason for this episode is, as the title would suggest, to, to offer an apology. And I probably owe a lot of people an apology over the years because there have been times where my mental health has has been particularly poor and I've impacted, you know, lives of, of the people around me. So, yeah, I, you know, I probably do owe an apology to the lobster, to my family, my friends, to any colleagues that have been present when, when I've been in, in such a bad place. And I witnessed a person have a breakdown a few weeks ago and I guess I got to see it from the other side, and it was pretty horrific. I'm not particularly close to this person, but it was still horrible to see. I could see the pain, the hurt, the anger in in his eyes, but just couldn't reason with him. And it was sad. It was really, really sad to see, and it took me back to some places that I've been in and it it made me think, made me think an awful lot. And what what struck me most was other people's reactions. Um, you had those that were offering sympathy, you had those that actually took the piss out of some of the behaviours that this person was showing, and you had those that were angered and annoyed by by his actions. And don't get me wrong, he was behaving irrationally and he upset a lot of people with his behaviours and he was out of order, he was. But it was also pretty evident that he was really, really struggling. And we all know what it's like to struggle. And quite often when we are struggling, we just want love and support because there's a comfort in that. And it made me think about how my loved ones must have felt watching me go through such a horrible experience. And I guess the lobster got the brunt of it because we lived together and she was there 24-7. And whilst I'll never understand her actions, I understand that it wasn't easy for her either. I desperately needed her support and love at the time and she sought that elsewhere and, and pulled further and further away. And I guess it led to to a massive escalation and a lot of hurt, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. I also thought about how well-equipped we are to deal with mental breakdowns. I have experienced another breakdown in the past, which was discussed on a previous episode, Do One Thing, have a listen if you haven't done already. Um, and I attempted to take my own life and was in a, a really, really dark place. Um, in the build-up to that. I was behaving irrationally, I was working all hours, I would literally turn up to work at at 2am and I was clearly struggling to function. I ended up having some time off uh, and at the time I worked for a large, large charity and on my return I was treated like a complete outsider. I was, (laughs) 
was micromanaged. I was made to feel like I didn't belong there. My direct line manager um, openly discussed my mental health in front of my team. I was an assistant manager at the time. I left my doctor's note for all to see and didn't handle the situation well at all. He actually used the words, woe is me, in reference to me having time off after attempting to take my own life. Looking back now, it was appalling and I felt massively let down. I don't dispute that I was probably difficult to be around, but I was also just really, really struggling and I wasn't really given the support that I needed. And I don't blame individuals involved. I actually feel that they probably weren't well equipped to to deal with that. But, you know, had I have suffered a a seizure, a heart attack, a broken bone, a, a severe burn or cut somebody would have been there to offer first aid and I'm pretty sure I'd have been in in good hands. I very nearly died and I was suicidal for a long, long time and surely mental health first aid would have been an absolute lifeline to me at that time. And why aren't we trained in this area? Um, Every workplace should have somebody that is mental health first aid trained. It should be mandatory. I've spoken to a number of friends who all work in, in different settings and the common feedback was that there just isn't enough support within the workplace. And a number of these people that I've discussed it with, um, a number of my friends actually support vulnerable people. And they said, whilst the support there, thank you, Molly, <laughs> whilst the support is there for the vulnerable people that they're they're offering support to they they feel that it's lacking for them and actually you know they need it too we all need it at times um and it'd be interesting to see actually how many people take days after you to work related stress i would imagine that the number's quite high how many people feel unable to discuss their mental health with their employers i know there have been days when i've literally dragged myself into work because I've felt like I've had to because I've not known how to explain just how much I'm struggling. Uh, Only a few weeks ago, I discussed a a very bad couple of days that I had in in the episode, I'm Still Standing, and I don't know how I survived work. And survived sounds like such a dramatic and extreme choice of words, but it was survival. It was a case of surviving. And as a campaigner for MIND, I've emailed my MP to discuss the need for not only more mental health support in the workplace, but also more mental health first aid training. And I urge you to do the same, like get on board, let's let's get people talking about this. And I've actually signed up to complete a mental health first aid and advocacy in the workplace course. And it's free and it's all done online. So there's no excuses and I'd recommend and encourage you all to do the same. I'm going to pop the details for this actually in the episode notes. Um, as I say, it's 100% free. All it's going to cost you is a little bit of time for you to complete it. And surely a little bit of time is, is worth it if that could lead to saving someone's life. So we can all get on board with that. So please do check out the um, the notes section. I'll also pop details on the Insta page. If you don't follow already at the Angry Dinosaur podcast, give the page a follow. So, back to the episode title, Is It Too Late Now To Say Sorry? It's never too late to say sorry, I don't think. I don't think it is at all. Um, I think apologies, if they are heartfelt and you mean them, 
are important and I am sorry. I'm sorry to all those that have seen the worst version of me and I hope you can see the journey that I'm on and I hope you understand how much I've put into this in the desire to be the best version of me and to be a better person. Thanks for listening and please do look into completing a course, particularly if you manage staff or your own company and for employees, mention it to your employer. Let's end the stigma and let's get people talking about this. We can all make a difference and and by talking and by having those conversations, we are making a difference. So please, please, please do that. As always, I'm going to end on a poem, but before I do that, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to all my listeners and followers On the 23rd of March, a little under two weeks ago, we hit a thousand plays and I was over the moon with that. And I'm delighted to tell you that in less than two weeks, we've already racked up another 200 or so plays, taking us to to well over 1,200. And it really does mean everything to me. Um, Back in August, September time when I started this, I wasn't sure that anybody would listen and you are listening and I'm getting so much positive feedback and comments and yeah it's it's incredible it really really is so thank you all um you're all amazing please keep listening please keep sharing please keep following the insta page at the angry dinosaur podcast gonna get it in there again and yeah please please keep doing what you're doing you're all incredible um also, before I go on to the poem, um, those of you that do follow the Insta page will have seen my latest edition, Dippy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of converting Dippy into a, a mini camper. Um, I love him, he's, he's incredible and he will be lovely once he's finished. I'm hoping to get that done within the next couple of months as I've got a trip planned with him in June so that's exciting uh yeah but I'm feeling pretty good at the moment I'm keeping busy I'm enjoying the sunshine that we've had I've been on lots of nice walks just got my national trust membership cards come through so lots of um nice visits planned there and I'm being kind to myself and um, I'm getting better at, at being kind to myself and that's something we can all work on and we can all practice so yeah, thanks again for, for listening and on to the poem. And this one is by Fernando Pessoa. And it's called There Are Diseases. There are diseases worse, yes, than diseases. Aches that don't ache even in one's soul. And yet there are more aching than the others. There are dreamed anguishes that are more real than the ones life brings us. There are sensations felt only by imagining, which are more ours than our own life is. There's so often a thing which, not existing, does exist, exists lingeringly. And lingeringly is ours and us, above the cloudy green of the broad river, the white circumflexes of the gulls, and the soul that useless fluttering, what never was, nor could be, and is everything. Give me some more wine because life is nothing.